This is the Dork Side News Network, and this just in. The worst part about losing an $800 lens was I... Uh, number one, it's in here, because I, I saw it before the party. So this is a uh, situation where you put everything in the closet to get it out of the way right before your parents come in. And uh, so it's hidden. I just don't know where it is. And then I was like, that's fine. I'll just buy a better lens. So I did a ton of research and I went through probably about 45 minutes of research on what would be a better lens for me for my particular camera. And then when I went to go buy it, it said I had already bought it before. And that's the lens I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, how the heck? Damn it. And then I, I couldn't justify the expense. I could easily justify $800. Well, I couldn't easily, but I did. When I thought it was going to be new and better. Yeah. But it's the same and older. The same and old. <laughs> and as soon as I, as soon as it shows up, I'm 90% sure I'll find you it. you find the other one. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when you put something away because you're like, I, I need to put this here so I find it later. And then you're like, where did I put it? <laughs> yeah. And the, for me, every time I buy something new, that's when I find out that thing. Yep. Yep. So, uh, for those listening, we are Dorkside News. And we're not filming. We're <laughs> recording because of a missing lens. Because of a missing lens. We, we, this was going to be our our like launch on YouTube. Our triumphant return yeah. to the YouTubes. But it didn't happen. Yep. Just like the Batman movie is petering out, so did we. <laughs> I don't even know. I am so confused now about what's happening on that movie. We'll talk about yeah. it. All right. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with the show, we talk news and then we have a special topic. Today's topic is pretty fun, I think. We're going to talk yeah. about if Harry Potter would have done better as a television show instead of seven, eight movies. Yeah. So we'll get there, though. But first, we have met, well, a lot of news today, actually. There was, uh, like, I usually try and pare it down a little bit, but there was some good stuff. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going at first for just like, yeah, I just put like seven or eight item and you know it, yeah. it was gonna be a struggle no nope. you had to pare it down yeah um so we're gonna start off with the first one Dwayne Johnson reveals that Black Adam is starting production in July so I don't know why I'm so excited <laughs> because I don't even watch Dwayne Johnson movies um it's not that I try not to watch them it's just that they're family movies and I yeah I mean yeah but I think it's the fact that this is one of those roles that, like, five years ago, someone was like, Dwayne Johnson would be really good in this role. And then everybody else is like, yeah, he would. And now he's that role, and we're all excited. Yeah, it's like, Samuel Jackson looks like the Marvel Ultimates version of Nick Fury. He is Nick Fury. <laughs> like, it was so exciting. Surprise. <laughs> um, have you read the Shazam comics? I have not read the Shazam comics, but I feel like I know, I mean, minus the movie, I feel like I know at least yeah. a little bit about it. So I love Black Adam from the um, Injustice games. Yes. And I really, really dislike how they portray Black Adams in the new 52s. So I don't know recently because DC is so spotty and they keep rebooting everything <laughs> So I have no idea if we're going to get the good Black Adam or if the end is going to be very depressing. I don't know. I mean, they they did good with Shazam. But is this Black Adam as an anti-hero or is this Black Adam as the villain of Shazam? I don't know. I wanted to say this would be like a a really cool foray into uh, 
DC's first villain movie, but that's not true anymore. That's true. Uh, Joker is a thing that exists now. I've actually seen a lot of um, reviews and stuff saying, like, you don't watch the new Joker movie for it being a Joker movie. You just watch it for watch it for uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I have been saying since long before we knew absolutely anything about the movie that if you pretend it's not a Joker movie, it's probably great. Yep. And I, I still agree that that's true. I, I've known plenty of hardcore DC fans who say it has a zero out of 10 <laughs> as a comic book movie. I'm going to see if I remember by the end of this episode to put in the secret link because I forgot I wanted to put one in. The secret the may secret. be that there is no secret. The this secret episode. link is is if I can remember it. And if I don't, call me out so I can All right. do it. I, I will remind you. Um, someone did a fan-made trailer of The Joker, but with David Harbour as Oscar the Grouch instead of The Joker. <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't someone. It was SNL did it. All right, It guys. was genius. <laughs> I, just, I just need somebody at home to call out that... James releases what our secret link is every episode. <laughs> so it's the totally not so secret. Well, I mean, secret it's a link. secret link because it's buried in there, but uh, <laughs> it's just one of those ones. We're not going to like talk about everything that happened in the trailer because it was a fan made trailer. Well, I mean, I say fan made, but Saturday Night Live made it. But uh, it's just one of those things you need to go see. You need to go click on the link. I'm looking forward to it it's, personally. Oh my God. I laugh so hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Dwayne Johnson. He's doing black Adam and it starts in July. So there we go. <laughs> we're, we're, we're um, happy about that. I just wish it would get here sooner. Uh, speaking of stuff that needs to not get here. I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> early screenings of Mulan did not go well. The live action Mulan. They did not go well so much. In fact, that they are reshooting many of the scenes. Now, I think the last time this happened to Disney was Rogue Squadron. Interesting, because I actually like Rogue One. Oh, no, you said Rogue Squadron or Rogue One? No, Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. So, um, Disney has a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and they they take the act of making money very seriously. (laughs) And I agree. Actually, I really enjoyed Star Wars uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Plus... I was pleasantly surprised that the couple um, movie frames, stills or whatever from the movie, I'm kind of excited. I don't... So, the, the things that people were upset about in the, the early screenings was yeah. there's no Mushu, which was like a key character in the movie. Mushu is now a non-talking phoenix, um, which I, to me doesn't make any sense. Why change... Why change it at all? I mean, it's a dragon, phoenix. Okay, whatever. Um, the songs are not sung by the actors. They're not sung in... It's orchestral. In, it's orchestral, and it's if there are lyrics, it's played over um, the actual movie and not sung by them. So that's really awkward. Because, I mean, Lion King did it just so, fine. So, James, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If If you have the choice of a... A fantasy movie, same storyline, but one telling of the story is a comedy and one is a serious drama, like Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings wasn't comedy. There was funny parts, but there wasn't it wasn't yeah. comedy. And uh, but the Hobbit the Hobbit was much more funny. I haven't seen it. There you go. 
Um, which would you prefer Mulan to be? The comedy. See, and I don't. Well, I, maybe I just have uh, a bias because I've seen the comedy and I like it. I love, the, I love the comedy version of Mulan. I have seen the real action one, so. I, I'm starting to get the feeling that, uh, so what I've been asking of Disney is give us a different movie Yes. With the same story. Yeah. And uh, this may be the first Disney live action that will be a totally different perspective, totally different thing. And whether or not we love Mushu, um, this may be a serious thing that, uh, that Chinese heritage people can look at and be like, wow. This is a hero. This is a female hero that we can look up to and take seriously, not laugh at. Yeah. Um, and I would agree with you in any other time period than we are in right now. Because the last and final reason that um, there were some reshoots, and, and they obviously didn't kick the actress out or anything, but she's been very vocal about the free Hong Kong movement as well. And some people are happy about that and others are very not happy about that. And it being a whole movie on Chinese heritage, yeah. who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah, that, uh, man, I mean, I am so, uh, so pro support of the Hong Kongese. Yeah. I don't know what their, their name is. But. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I just, uh, I think, I think China can have unity, but I think there's no value to unity. I just don't. I just don't think like if, um, I don't know, if New Hampshire was like, hey, we love Canada so much. Okay, great. Go to the Canadians. I don't care. I literally don't care. I don't I don't care about unity. And I know the Chinese, um, the red Chinese, they <laughs> love unity. They think it's very, very important. Yep. And in their opinion, they are improving the lives of the people of the people in the Chinese provinces that they like consume. Yeah. So to them, it's very important. I don't care. I just don't, uh, I don't mind their perspective. They can have their perspective, but uh, I support the Hong Kong people 100%. Um, whether they become the, just Hong Kong, which that can never happen or whether they just end up standalone, the democracy of Hong Kong inside of the shadow of the, of the Chinese government. That's that, fine too. I yeah, don't care. That'll be interesting to see. Technically that's what, that's what their contractual agreement with Britain was, was that yeah. they could continue to be a democracy that was just part of the Chinese empire. Obviously, um, you know, Winnie the Pooh would prefer that that doesn't happen. And I've just guaranteed that we will not ever get Chinese. Yep, we just lost all of our Chinese <laughs> listeners now, Rich. Thanks. Oh, no, I think most of them uh, enjoy the, the Winnie the Pooh reference. Yeah. But any company will not be able to give a sponsorship. <laughs> there goes that idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I am also with... We're going to talk more about it. We have even more stuff because, you know, people are doing dumb things. And yeah. it's it just keeps going. Um, the Mandalorian... Um, is going to be the first show that pops up on Netflix or not Netflix. Wow. Disney plus uh, right when Disney plus comes out and it is going to be a weekly release, which we were a little upset about, but it doesn't seem like it's that bad. I mean, it is weekly. They two are, months. Yeah. It's just two months. They're going to be, there's eight episodes. It'll be done um, two days after Christmas. Now, now what's the monthly price 
for the first year of Disney Plus? It depends. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Hulu or anything like that. I'm just talking about... Depends. Wait, what? <laughs> so there's a lot of people that still have coupons or can get the coupon for the D23 um, three-year pass for Disney Plus. Okay. That, there's, that's still going on. I think there's still like a week left for, for that one. And that was $140 for three years, which came out to like three. Can I get this? Yeah, I think. Somewhere, yeah. Okay. It was somewhere. And then if not, it's seven ninety nine a month. Okay. So So effectively what they're saying is that if you only like Star Wars stuff and you don't watch reruns, which means you won't watch the movies. Yeah. Then for sixteen bucks you get the Mandalorian. Yeah. Well yeah. I, I mean that's if you want to watch it um as it comes out. Or you can just for seven yeah. bucks, you just you, watch it in December eight. when it's all or eight bucks. Well, watch it when it's out and just I uh so I am a little bit depressed because normally I'm the guy who has watched all this all the things, but I have not even seen Raising Dylan yet. <sighs> Me either. Oh my god, I keep hearing about this. Oh, oh. I'm so grumpy. Like it's just been October is so busy. Yeah. And if November is so busy, because I'm gonna be spending a week in Orlando mm-hmm. for Universal. Um, if November is busy like this month has been busy. I'm not going to buy Disney Plus until December. Yeah, until you get back. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's unfortunate, but at least I will be able to talk about it. Because so. <laughs> I, I will be watching it as soon as it comes out. I'm going to call in sick to work and be like, I can't. Uh, I got to watch The Mandalorian today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's coming out. It's uh, November 12th, I think, is Disney Plus. Um, the first day it's released. And then December 27th is the last episode of The Mandalorian. And okay. I mean, it's directed by John Favreau. What what else do you need? John Favreau kickstarted the entire Marvel universe. What's to say he can't do this again with the Star Wars uh, television universe? It's, uh, I think it's it's basically the same thing as Mulan here. I will eat up any serious content mm-hmm. that they want to release in the Star Wars universe. A uh, universe, not the kids stuff. I mean, by all means, family people should have their stuff. I just don't care. Mandalorian, I want for me. I, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be. I mean, it's it's not rated R. I don't. Think. I, I don't need rated R. I know some people like need that yeah. like ultra violence, like the first episode. The of dude got his the head boys. cut off by a door though in in the trailer for Mandalorian. Which which was part of the first Star Wars. So, I mean, hey, um, yeah, they should have the. Not decapitation. Well, maybe decapitation, <laughs> but basically with lightsabers and stuff, it's it's goreless. Yeah, it it it. Uh, what is it? It um it sears the flesh. Is it so? You know, whatever. Whatever magic. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Jonah Hill was in talks for the Batman movie, and today's news: Jonah Hill is no longer in talks for the Batman movie. Um, I don't know what happened there. I you know the article's there if you want to read and guess at what happened behind the scenes, but he's not doing the Batman movie anymore, nor was he to begin with because he was just in talks. But he's not doing it now. What I'm very, um, what I'm very interested in. Well, okay, first of all, number one, Jeffrey White right is an amazing actor. Nobody's talking about him. Nope. Nobody cares. Who cares about Jonah Hill? I don't care about Jonah Hill. 
he's too chubby to be Riddler. <laughs> I don't care about him. And and is well, he wasn't going to be Riddler. He because he? because of the next news bulletin that we'll put together with this right now. Um, Paul Dano was just cast as the Riddler. It's excellent. So I think it's great. Uh-huh. Riddler is one of my favorite villains. I didn't want to see Jonah Hill as the Riddler. Um, what I'm really con- confused about here is I don't understand how Jeffrey Wright can be Commissioner Gordon and then the Sin City Sirens, which is, I think... Being Gotham fi- City Sirens? Gotham City Sirens, <laughs> uh, is being filmed. And in there, James Gordon is... Who's... Who? J.K. Simmons, you said? J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Why does DC do this? Because DC doesn't know what they're doing. Why would they cast Lindsay Lohan <laughs> as Batgirl? DC doesn't know what they're doing. We already have what I'm thinking is, what, is it Batgirl or Batwoman that we already have? What Bat, is Batwoman in the CW. Yeah. So the CW nailed it. Just use that. Why? Well... Because Batwoman was is not the daughter of Commissioner okay, Gordon. That's fair. That's why. That's I mean that's that's ultimately why if you want any semblance of the comics, you you need it to be Batgirl. Yeah. Who um I think should be number one, I think she should be black, and I think that they should just have the same Commissioner Gordon and not be weird about it. So if Commissioner <laughs> Gordon is black in one movie, it's then like, have it be the same black actor in the other movie, and then have the daughter be black or half black or whatever. I don't know. Just be consistent here. It's, it's like what we said when we were talking about this right before the podcast. It's like they, they cast one black woman for one role, and they were like, okay, we, we checked off that box. She's not. She's Mexican. Oh, my God. So they didn't even cast... Okay. And normally, I don't get so upset, but this is... this is I don't know. It, I, by because all, they keep changing things. Exactly. They change it for no reason. And I don't want diversity for diversity's sake. I want diversity because there's great people out there. Yeah. And in this case, they cast an amazing... I, I love that actor. I really, really enjoy... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Wright. I think Jeffrey Wright will make an amazing Commissioner Gordon. So... And and I I love the uh, J.K. Simmons. I yeah. love J.K. Simmons. Keep him in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, DC wants him, so they're trying to find a place for him. But that's this this isn't the place for him. Yeah, I don't know. It's all weird. It's just all weird. DC I, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Paul Dano is the Riddler, so we have something good. Yeah, I guess. Yay! Yay! Um, and actually, we, we were when, right before we started, I was reading another article about uh, Robert Pattinson saying, um, this is not your hero story. Like, this Batman is not a hero. So I don't know what they're going to do with this Batman, but it seems like he's going to be angry, violent, something. I don't know. I just hope that J.K. Simmons is, like, angry about Batman. Um, Bring me pictures of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they include that line... I will give the whole movie two points higher than yeah, I normally yep. would give it. You're like, this movie was going to suck, but that line. <laughs> so, okay. Um, on that note, I did want to bring up, I watched Zombieland Double Tap. So, Zombieland 2. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to compare it. So, 
Zombieland 2 was hilarious. Yeah. It was great. It was worth seeing. It was not as good as the first one. That was kind of inevitable. Yeah. But that's like saying, you know, this um, store-bought chocolate cake is not nearly as good as this, you know, handmade professional baker chocolate cake. I mean, they're both chocolate cake. They're still good. They're both good. If people bring over chocolate cake, I thank them. I have a very tiny slice and I throw it away in the garbage when they leave. For me, I'll eat half of the cake. So, but that's just how I am. But that, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't as good as the first one, but I don't want the, to detract that from, it was still a great movie. Okay. It was still hilariously entertaining. How, what was, how many, what's the percentage of minutes that had zombies? Um, I would say probably about 40%. Okay, that's better than the trailer made yeah. it seem like. And um, this one was so great because they they gave the zombies uh, types. There's types of zombies now, and that's the whole gist of the second movie is uh, zombies are evolving and they need to evolve with them. But uh, the very first one they talk about is the Homer, and it's uh, it shows him just chasing a butterfly, just <laughs> walking in circles. And they were like, oh, just leave that one. He'll kill himself. It's okay. <laughs> the uh, um, I feel like Left 4 Dead really... Uh, the video game really gave us this concept of types of zombies and I love it. I love that contribution to the zombie folklore. So in this one you have, um, well, these are spoilers minor, I think. Yeah. Uh, you have the Homer, you have the Hawking for it being an intelligent zombie. And then you have the ninja, which is the quiet zombie just hides in places and jumps out and stuff. They never really went into the ninja very much. I feel like that was probably one of the cutting room floor things. Like, they had footage for the ninja zombies, mm, yeah. but it was just cut out. Yeah. Um, but to make, to go back to where I was circling to, uh, there is a final post-credit scene in this movie with exactly who you think is it is. And it gave my opinion of that movie just two more points for what this person did. It's important. In the post-credit scene. Yeah. It was probably, oh, I was laughing from walking out of the movie theater to my car the entire time about it. The whole time. It was so funny. Um, and it's really weird. Uh, Abigail Breslin, so the girl that plays... Um, I'm trying to remember what her actual character name mm-hmm. was. They're all named after states um, or cities. I forgot what it was. But she's she was the young one in the first one. And it has been 10 years since The Last yeah. Zombieland. And she has aged... And it's weird to see, you know, oh, it's a little girl. And she's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, my <laughs> Jesus. Smoking a pack of cigarettes a day or something. But she was hilarious in this movie. She really was. Emma Stone was great. Um, there was a dumb blonde in the movie that was just hilarious. It, it got to the point where you're like, I really hope she doesn't talk anymore. And it felt like they knew. They're like, okay, we can stop with the, the blonde <laughs> jokes now. But, uh, yeah, just you know who being at the end of the the movie if you've seen it and the post credit scene just gave my opinion of the movie, two more points just right there. That's, that's a great, there's just, there's things that your brain wants to see and it's so satisfying when it, when it happens. Yep. All right. Up next, um, riot is <laughs> effectively blowing their load right now by announcing all of their projects, which apparently there are many. So riot, if you guys don't know who they are, they made league of legends, arguably one of the best, uh, MOBAs out there. The people still play tournaments, still based on it and all that stuff. Um, they haven't said anything about the free Hong Kong movement, so they're <laughs> they're still fine, as opposed to Heroes of the Storm. Um, 
they've announced a bunch of stuff. And so Are I, they 100% owned by Tencent, though? I don't know. I have to look into Riot's history. I feel like they might be. They, I don't know. It's interesting to, to not look that. Not that it matters. No. Not really. It's just they haven't had the political drama of Blizzard. Yeah. Um, so they announced five things, or, well, seven ish things, but I've, I've narrowed them down to five and just condensed them. So, Project A is a character based tactical shooter, and it's the only one on this list that doesn't involve Rune Terra in some way. Rune Terra being the world of League of Legends. So, this is, um, this is a competitor with Overwatch. Yes. Right, that's character what it sounds based. Like. Yep. Character right. based yeah. tactical shooter. Yep. Um, and it should be good. These guys know what they're doing in video games. Like they made video games because they like video games. So it should be interesting. I, I mean, let's not give them any credit until we see actual <laughs> gameplay. Um, Project F is an MMORPG based in Runeterra. So this is World of Warcraft. World, World of Warcraft for League of Legends. Okay. Uh, Legends of Runeterra, the online card game. So this is Hearthstone. Hearthstone, but for <laughs> League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this is what Blizzard did a long time ago, but Riot's doing it now. So. Yeah. Um, league and team fight tactics. I don't know if you've seen team fight tactics. At all, I have Rich. not actually. Um, it is a blow. It blew up, blew up. And I don't know where it came from. It started off, I believe as a mobile game and then riot adapted it into the league of legends mode. I think it's a mode you can play as. Okay. And team fight tactics is chess, but with the characters who have special abilities. Okay. So they call it auto chess. That's what it, um, that's what it spawned from. Auto chess was the game it came from on, on mobile. So you get to choose your hero and they all have abilities and then you try and survive as long as you can to go to the next round and then to the next round and then to the next round. Hmm. I think there's five rounds at the end. I, I, I actually really like um, chess with characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but League and Teamfight Tactics are heading to mobile, which should be good. Uh, League is actually getting a different name on the thing. I think it's Wildlands or Wild Factions or something like that. Um, they're changing it up a little bit. Obviously... They want to keep it league and have league characters, but they want you to know this is not 100% league because it's impossible to port that over to a mobile mm-hmm. gaming system. So. Well, it sounds like they're really trying to emphasize Runeterra. Yeah. That's the the brand. Yep. Yeah. Uh, league is also coming to console, which that interested me because now I can play on my PlayStation. And and the big thing there is, right, they're, they're supposed to have developed a gameplay mechanism that works well on console yeah like console controllers yep. and then the final thing was arcane which is riot's new animated series based on you guessed it lore from rune terra which is exactly like blizzard's oh blizzard wait. didn't do that one they didn't do that one <laughs> they hinted oh, at wait, it wait wait no they did they did you could say but it wasn't in, in a series it was the world of warcraft movie Oh, I was thinking more of the Overwatch um, comics, clips, yeah, and oh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, 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 video comics, whatever you want. To those were awesome. I, I they're amazing. I, they just don't make enough of them. Yep. Um, we did not put this in the news, so I guess this is not a secret. This is like the reverse secret link. So instead of us putting a link in the notes, I'm going to talk about it real quick, and then okay, we'll and then it won't be in the notes. Yes, yeah, and it won't be in the notes. Um, there is it's rumors, but there's. Usually when it's a rumor, I try to just be like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, look look into it, make sure it's but there is many sites reporting this. Diablo 2 is getting remastered. Which is amazing because Diablo 2, we talked about last week, is yeah. one of their best ones. Yeah. 
Uh, Diablo 4 is still coming and not as Diablo Mobile. It's still coming as Diablo 4. And these are two leaks that they're supposed to announce at BlizzCon. I think, what is it, next month, two months from now? It's coming up soon. And Overwatch 2 is supposed to be coming. So would you agree that Overwatch is past its... It is way past its prime. Yeah. And I, I keep saying they could bring it back. They can bring it right back into the limelight if they give you a fucking story mode. That's all people have asked for. Okay, but if they release a story mode, then people are going to buy it to play the story mode, presumably Overwatch yeah. 2. And this is very similar to Titanfall, right? Titanfall yep. 1 had no story mode. Titanfall 2 had story mode. And the story mode was amazing. Like yep. one of the most amazing surprise story modes ever. Also one of the most difficult trophies to get in that damn game. <laughs> and, um, but still, once you play it... Well, yeah, but that's where Titan, Titanfall 2 kind of, you know, lost its glimmer there by not releasing any, you know, content patches or or expansions to the story, which Blizzard would guaranteed do that because they like money. Yeah, so that's true. So you'd probably get a lot of story expansions and stuff like that. But in reading what this leak said, um, you will be able to upgrade the character's abilities into the way that you like them to. So the example they gave was Tracer. You could upgrade her uh, pulse bomb, I think, to do more damage or to drop multiple bombs on multiple targets. Okay. And you can choose to level up your character that way. And so when you're fighting a Tracer, you don't exactly know what her powers are going to be. You know, she's going to drop a bomb. Like, that's her thing. But is she going to wipe out the entire team because she has that ability? Or is she just going to kill you because she has that ability? Hmm. I, uh, I'm interested. I mean, I, I, I just want single player. I don't care about anything They else. also announced in this leak that PVE and PVP is coming and they stressed PVE is coming. So I don't know what that means. I will That's, give them money. <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I about Overwatch one twice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not buying any more PVP games. Yeah. Okay. So we got a lot more blizzard stuff to talk about unfortunately but i i felt like it needed to be talked about because it's still going on it is yeah so aoc or alexandria ortiz cortez if that's what you know her as aoc our congresswoman the Not uh, our congresswoman but a congresswoman yeah like one of the least important congress people in the senate or in congress um but the ones that the conservatives love to hate yep yeah. Because she's a junior member, she's not a, she's not on any committees. She has no pull or sway. Yep, and she was also a bartender. Ooh, how dare she? She's she's not she doesn't represent Nevada. Uh, no. So I just don't care about her other than the fact that I love the fact that she antagonizes conservatives. So <laughs> by all means, AOC, keep on doing your stuff. So AOC and Congress actually asked for Blizzard to reverse their decision in the banning of Blitzchung on uh, her, uh, her hearthstone which is crazy to think that it has gotten this far that now congress is talking about a video game yeah it's uh and and let me point out not just a video game and, and but they're also not talking about video games cause violence they're saying <laughs> you know that's not the standard topic yeah it's i think it's uh i think for an American company to bow to the will of a communist country. 
Not a socialist country, yeah. which conservatives hate and progressives are like, we love socialism. <laughs> Not communism, socialism. They're yeah. two different things. Yes. Medicare is socialism. Yes. Medicaid is socialism. Those things are socialism. We love those things. More Americans have that than anybody. Um, and to have a have an American company yield to communist will, not a good thing. No. And it's even more interesting for uh, Congress to ask them to not do that. So it's it's gotten some some in, more interest in it. And then in continuing on, um, obviously this is blown up on all platforms, media, streaming, and all that stuff. Twitch has now gotten in the limelight for this. They are banning people for 24 hours. Actually, I think it's just Blizzard's Twitch is banning people for 24 hours for saying free Hong Kong in their chat. So, no, no, wait, wait. Twitch was not. Blizzard on Twitch. Yes. Right, because as a, a Twitch channel, you have control of yep. your of your channel. Um, what, is, what the hell is wrong with them? <laughs> like, I bet that you could go on their channel and every time that you see a female... Um, game player you can say oh i'd love to like uh hook up with her i'd love to like um you know all these like you you know what twitch is like it's non-stop i I, I feel like you could go on a blizzard's twitch see a a female twitch streamer and be like i'd love to see those tits and nobody would say anything yep but the minute you say free hong kong they're like whoa what the fuck what the hell is wrong with them (laughs) like if they were consistent if they were just like, you know what, we don't want anyone to feel bad, so you say anything that offends anybody, you're out. They would just shut the Twitch channel down. There's That's no fine. way that they could, they could do that. I would still be like, at least they have integrity. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Blizzard's just, uh, they're just, they're running out of feet to shoot themselves in. I don't even get them. So, yeah. But then again, they're probably thinking, you know what? Americans are only 20% of our income base. If we lose all of Americans, it's fine. But we lose all the Chinese. It is not fine. It's not fine. <laughs> okay, so Rich, do you remember Akumi Nakamura? Akumi Nakamura. Only that she is super cute. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so she was um, one of the most memorable presenters for last year's E3. And probably of the last 10 years at least. There's been some interesting performances, but this one stuck out to me. This is the one who had memes and all this stuff created for her when she came out and uh, talked about Ghostwire Tokyo. Well, she left the company that's making Ghostwire Tokyo and has moved over to Capcom. And with uh, Hideki Kamiya, I think his name is, um, they announced there is an Okami sequel on the way. And I cannot tell you how much my little bones shook when I read that because Okami is an amazing fucking game and everybody should play it. I don't know if you've played it. Do you even not. do you even know what the uh the premise of it is? I mean, Okami is like a Japanese spirit thing. So I yeah. thought yeah. So you play as a wolf, you okay. play as Amaterasu. And um The Sun Goddess. Yep. Okay. Uh, in wolf form. And to fight in the game, you have to draw symbols. So This first came out on PlayStation. Once you got used to um, how you did it, I mean, you still could bite and lunge and do it, but to do your like big attacks, you'd have to draw like a circle or uh, a no sign, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, And it was amazing. 
Everybody loved this game. Okay. And then they released it on Switch, which makes even more sense because you're drawing. How much easier is it for you to draw on the Switch? Okay. Yep. So you just yep. use your finger to touch yeah, this. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Uh, and then they announced the sequel. So this is this is amazing news for me because I love Okami. I played the, the entire game. I think it was when I was younger, one of the very first platinum trophies I ever got. And I wanted to get it again on my PlayStation 4. So now I got to try it again. Um, but yes, if you guys have not played Okami, it was on sale. Go buy it. It's great. And then prepare yourself for the sequel because that is great news. Um, and then speaking of sequels, Ant-Man 3 has officially been greenlit and is moving forward. So I, I heard some people questioning um, where this is going to go. You know anything about that? I have no idea. I was trying to th- theory craft this, if you will, and I, I have nothing. I don't know where they could even go with this. Yeah, it's obviously after the, uh, what do they call the post-snap? The blip. The blip. It's, uh, it's after the blip. Um, he's a pretty big hero. I mean, if not for him. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> not, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I am not. I don't know enough about the villains. I don't know who else to have. I'm not a huge fan of of Ant Man. I really am not. I Ant Man one is good. Yeah. Ant Man two was eh. It was eh. It's a little. It's a little forced to, I think, to get them up into the Infinity War. Yeah. Right. So I'm a little eh on Hank Pym. Yeah. But, seriously. But Paul Rudd was in it, so that automatically just it 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 does. I do like his acting. Yeah. It's and, just the the villains are just meh. And that's the even crazier part was they took a big step in a different direction by saying it wasn't Hank Pym this time. I mean, it was at the beginning because yeah. Hank Pym was Ant-Man and then passed the suit on to Scott Lang. So that's really a different different take on it. But I don't know any of the villains. I don't know who else they have. I don't know. So. Um, I know Ant-Man goes into the... Uh, I mean, in the comics, there's a whole other universe in the... Um, the quantum realm yeah, or whatever they call it. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. We might get to see him, um, riding some more. What were they called? Uh, ants? No, the, um, tardigrades. Tardigrades. Tardigrades, Yeah. yeah, Like rodeo riding some tardigrades later on. (laughs) Like you did. (laughs) Man, people love tardigrades. I love tardigrades. I don't even know why. (laughs) Because they, they tell you why. That's why. Uh, and then the last little bit of news we have, this was some mildly unfortunate news. Uh, John Cho uh, for White Castle fame. If you guys know him for, um, oh God, what was the name? I just said it. White Castle. Uh, Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah. He was uh, Harold, not Kumar. <laughs> um, John Cho is um, the star of Cowboy Bebop. He's Spike. By Netflix, right? Uh, by Netflix, yep. Yeah. Um, he has injured himself on set. And in doing so caused the, uh, not his fault. I mean, it's just, it's something that happens in production yeah. when you're doing stunts and stuff like that, but it's caused the production to slow for seven to nine months. So the acting is hardcore. Acting is yeah. super tough. I was on the set of the Wolverine fan film by uh, Marcus McFadden. And there was this scene where, um, and, and you just like, what they what they wanted was they wanted Sabretooth, who is this big mega weightlifter. They wanted Sabretooth to jump in the air at Wolverine, and they want wanted Wolverine to jump at Sabretooth, and they 
were a couple feet apart, but the way that the camera was going to be set was going to look like they're coming directly at each other. And we were late. Like we were in this, this garage at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, it was getting super late and everyone wanted to go home and everyone was tired and we were supposed to be done by like 1 a.m. And it was like, do it. Nope. Missed the, missed the, like people were blurry or whatever. Like it just didn't look right. It didn't look like they were really coming at each other. And then like maybe the third or fourth time. And you gotta imagine they're like both jumping up yeah, and Wolverine's burying his his metal claws at you know at um, Sabretooth, and he's landing on one leg each time. He's leaping up, and he's got his knee up, so it looks all dramatic. And then he's landing on one leg each time, and maybe the third or fourth time, he screams, and his leg had given out underneath him, and. It was like, and he was like, no, I can keep going. I can keep going. And he kept trying, but there's no way he could never, he could never land on that leg. And and he was like limping and, and he was like, no, this is our one chance. Everybody's here. Yeah. This is it. And he was like, I'm going to keep doing this because this is like, I'm Wolverine. This is my movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's brutal. Seven to nine months. I can't even imagine if, if it had been like, like in our case, they already had scenes of him going into the air. Yeah. So we we kept telling him we were like, look, just move forward, and and meet head on, and it'll look like like the cutting of the of the scene. Yeah. So if you ever see, uh, because Disney bought Fox, I'm not I'm not sure now of it ever ever seeing the light of day, which yeah. is sad. But if you ever see it. And you'll see this amazing cut moment where like he jumps up, uh, you know, off the air. They both jump up and then they're like face to face. And uh, that's going to be where you know that they're actually on the ground, not up in the air. (laughs) Because, yeah, knee injuries. Anytime you got to jump, there's a chance you're going to hurt your knee. So, uh, luck be to John Cho and hope he gets better soon because I am a big fan of John Cho. I'm a huge fan of John Cho. I love him. Uh, everybody's like, you know, Harold and Kumar and White Ca- go to White Castle, which at first that was where I recognized him from a lot, but now I recognize him more from Star Trek. Because <laughs> well, he, he forget he was Sulu in the new Star Trek. So, he was also in House, in yeah. House MD. Mm-hmm. And I really liked him in House. I think he left because he ended up getting a one-year post with Obama. Oh, okay. Because he's actually a political something major. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's all the news. That's all we got. Um, We got our final topic now, and it should be pretty fun. I'm actually curious to where we go with this because I have not planned this at all. This is just spitballing right off the top of my head, so... Yep. So if uh, if we totally suck, guys, then you're welcome to uh, end at any time and write a bad <laughs> review. We love all our reviews, good or bad. Um, we just delete the bad ones, and yeah. that's why we have no reviews. Yeah, so, what... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can so let's first let's ask the question: Can Harry Potter be a television series? Do you think so? To me, is Harry, would Harry Potter have been better as a Game of Thrones level show? 
And I mean, we're really, we're really just in the heyday of these cinema quality shows, right? Mm -hmm. I think Netflix and Amazon, they're all releasing cinema level shows as 12 episode arcs, eight, eight eight to 12 episode arcs. And, um, I, you know, on one hand, there was not enough books for Game of Thrones, which is why it kind of petered out yeah. and then kind of like went weird and not that great. But it was a great five seasons before it started like getting... Before, before it got to the sixth and seventh and then the eighth season. Yeah, right. And you had a couple good episodes in each season, yeah. but it was really hit or miss. So I look at it and I just think, okay, Harry Potter um, is way bigger than Stranger Things. But... Yeah. Stranger Things is the modern equivalent, but with no source material. Yeah. Right? There was, they, they made that stuff up. up. As they go. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, I get technicate, but I mean, they are, but they're using D&D as their source material, but, but not really. So I, uh, I wonder if they could have kept up the special effects for a whole season like they did for the movie of Harry Potter. That's fair. Because that would be, I mean, it's obviously going to be a lot more. Because um, it's magic nonstop, yeah. right? Um, I don't know. We, we, I mean, Stranger Things has a lot of special effects, especially yeah. towards the end of each season. It's just oh, yeah. like nonstop special yep. effects. Um, Game of Thrones did not actually have that much. I mean, it was more costuming. Yeah. And people are like, what about the dragons? They're special effects. I mean, a lot of them were props that they just looked at. Like, Yeah. I mean, realistically... It right, uh, the Queen of Dragons, Mother of Dragons, Mother of Dragons, whatever her name is, yeah, Daenerys. Um, I watched Game of Thrones just wanting more Daenerys, yeah, most of the time. Um, and it was really Daenerys, and uh, who's the short guy? Oh, um, um, she's I knew this one too, <laughs> I, I, it was right there. I was like, Turkey, no, it's not Turkey, it's uh. Uh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, Peter. So um, those two... Tyrion. So Tyrion, because the actor's amazing, and Daenerys, who she's not an amazing actress, for me, my, my taste, yeah. she's not an amazing actress. And uh, I know a lot of people love the scene where she was nude or whatever, and, and they're like, yeah, and she hated it. I don't care. She has no curves. I don't care if she's naked or not naked. <laughs> she just had no curves. But I loved her storyline because she was the most magical of all the storylines, yeah. really. Um, but it, she was like, what, the last five minutes of a few episodes? Every time. Every yeah. time. Because she was expensive. She had an army. She had all this stuff going yeah. on, the dragons. So I feel like Game of Thrones would not be able to afford Harry Potter. But CW has a lot of special effects um, oh, and Flash in Green Arrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have tons. They have tons. And Legends of Tomorrow is basically all special effects. <laughs> I think at the, at the time period, two thousand one, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yep. They would it the TV show would have been garbage. Yeah. But you look at uh, Sabrina, which is pretty nonstop magic. It's got magic going nonstop. Yep. I think if if they did a Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone two thousand twenty. It's crazy. Next year's 2020. We're yeah. like a few months away. Um, 2020, I think 
it would be mega big. I think it would, be, it would be huge. I mean, Universal doesn't have a channel yet, but if they were going to have a channel... Not yet. You know, I mean, everybody else is making a channel. Everybody else has a channel. I'm <laughs> Honestly, I'm shocked that they haven't uh, either bought a percentage of some other company or something, because they yeah. should join. I don't think they have enough content to be a Disney Plus. Yeah. They, they do have a lot, though. I mean, they do. But n- not as much as, you know, Disney now owning basically half the world, so... Do you think that um, do you think that people would want to watch 12 episodes of six-year-olds? Yes. Yeah? If it was Harry Potter. If it was Harry Potter. Yeah. I, uh, now. I'm saying now. It, I don't know if it would have worked, like you said. I don't yeah. know if it would have worked in 2001. But now, it would, it would blow up, I think. Do you, um, did you like Fantastic Beasts? as much as the Harry Potter ones. I know you do a great cosplay. <laughs> Thank you. But do you like Fantastic Beasts? Not as, as much. much. And I don't. I don't Not like it much, either. Yeah. yeah. And I was super excited because they're like, oh, there's an American school now. Yeah, we get yeah. to, oh, okay, it's lame. <laughs> well, but it's not really an American school. Yeah. I, I mean. They mention Ilvermorny very, like, very quickly. They don't go into it at all, but. So I absolutely love YA novels oh, yeah. set in fantastical schools. Or what we've learned recently, isekai, young adult ones that take place in another world. Yeah. I love those. Absolutely. Um, so if they had had a Fantastic Beast set, I don't know, whatever. Let's not call it. Just to call it Harry Potter and the American School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to watch another seven movies or seven seasons about American school version of Harry Potter. And and how different it could be. Um, yeah, but Fantastic Beasts, no. Is the time and period, the and age. And they're also making another Fantastic Beasts. Too, I also so. really don't like prequels. Yeah. And it's I don't even like that time period when they set um, Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beasts. I really prefer the... 80s yeah i feel like the harry potter and the sorcerer's stone is 80s something like that maybe 70s 90 well if we're going with by exact year i think what harry harry was born in 85 84 85 and so in, oh, it was like he? 90s yeah yeah okay so it'd be mid 90s it's hard because they, they only go to london a few times <laughs> yeah, it's hard and everything else is just you know hogwarts Magic, yeah, fake school and stuff yeah well i mean if it, but like special effect wise um the reason i think it would do good is as much as i am a big big fan of harry potter's movies all the movies i have the ultimate wizards collection which is one of my prize pieces of all time it is all 32 dvds that they've made <laughs> like it's got everything yeah um they missed some stuff they missed a lot of stuff and I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that they missed was actually some of it was crucial. And I don't know why. Maybe, again, maybe it ended up on the cutting room floor. Sure. Um, maybe it just wasn't, it was an afterthought. Like they didn't need it, but like. Like what's an example? So I have a few. Um, I think a very big one is the one I witch and the, pass, the passage through the one I witch. So yes, the one I witch takes you from Hogwarts to Hogsmeade. But what does that passage look like? They described it in the book. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, walking through it and where it takes you out and what it looks like and stuff. In the movie, it was kind of just like, oh, I 
you know, they did a, what do you call it? Um, a snap cut where, oh, it's the one I witch. Oh, now we're on Hogsmeade. You're like, wait, wait yeah. I want to see that little passageway. Now that's, you know, stretching it a little bit. But the big one for me, the very big one is Creature. Do you remember Creature? Creature, uh, I'm not good with names. The house elf for uh, the Black family. Yes. Series Black. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He has a redemption arc in the book. And you actually, at the very end, you end up, well, for me, I ended up thinking Creature was okay. Because in the beginning, Creature was an asshole. Totally. <laughs> he hated everybody. You yeah. know, he's like, I don't know why you guys are here. This is my house. Yada, yada, yada. But at the end, Creature gets like a little bit of a redemption. And he never got that in the movie. Everybody still thinks he's an asshole. Man, that, that, is, that is fair. Like, I feel like um, after, what, is that after, after the fifth movie or so? Uh, you would meet Creature in Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, it's fifth movie. Yeah. Yeah. So after the fifth movie, they start moving real fast in the movies. Yes, they do. And you go from like the first movies where they're explaining everything and you're really feeling immersed in the world to the fifth uh, movies and on where they're kind of like just popping in between each location. And I I get it. They, then this is kind of what we're going on about, which is that there was so much content. Those books were big. Yes. Those books got bigger and bigger. (laughs) There was not one of those books that was smaller in the sequel. Like it just got bigger and bigger every time. And so when they, when they had so much, they were cutting more and more and more to just try to tell a relevant story. And then of course the seventh, uh, the seventh book, the most important book of the series well, I mean, arguing against the first, which, you know, started the series. But um, there was many character deaths in the seventh book, which why I deem it so important. Because you grew with these characters yeah, and a lot sure. of them died. Um, the movie didn't show a lot of the deaths that were necessary to see. Uh, Tonks and uh, Lupin, you didn't see their death scene. You saw them fling a few spells and then that was it. They had a crazy death scene. They, I think... If I'm, it's been a while since I've read the books, but if I remember correctly, they died embracing each other because, you know, they were married and all that other stuff. And it just wasn't like that in the books. Or in the movies, sorry. I, uh, I'll i be honest. I And I love the books. But the movies after the fifth movie, I stopped caring. I was just going. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to keep buying tickets. Um, I had a really unfortunate experience with the... Um, Deathly Hollows part one that I saw in 3D and the screen was so dark that I could barely see anything. And I thought this was a problem with 3D. And I only recently learned from now, now because I'm making movies movies and stuff. um, Now I'm part of some Facebook groups of other cinematographers and they're like, they were saying that um, a lot of cinema or theaters, a lot of theaters actually set the light to 40%, 30%. Why? Because it saves them money. Those oh. those bulbs are super expensive. And so if they cut the light usage down, it, it saves power and it saves um, longevity of the yeah. bulb. And actually, it's been happening since like the 80s that randomly in some theaters. And now I only go in expensive theaters. Like I go to the maximum like Galaxy Luxury or um, IMAX, whatever the best of the best is. But I could barely see uh, Deathly Hollows Part 1 because it was so dark in 3D. 
Oh. And it kind of soured me on 3D. And now I like look back and I've got to, I've got to watch it again because yeah. I don't even know what happened. It was so dark. <laughs> and which sucks too, because uh, I, if it's, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure Deathly Hallows part one has one of the most haunting scenes in it for me of, of all movies. And it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, it doesn't affect someone the same mm-hmm. way as it affects somebody else. But for me, the scene just, it triggered some weird horror in me. I don't know what it was, but that's good. It was um, at the wedding, um, the wedding of, uh, uh, oh God, um, the Bo Batten's girl, um, Floor, Floor, and um, one of the Weasleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm really. I feel really bad right now. This is my Harry Potter knowledge, and I know so much, and I just cannot. He literally goes to trivia nights and yeah. stuff like this. Is it... I do not because I don't know names. Charlie, Ron, um, no, God dang it, the twins. I know that Ginny, Percy. No, was it Percy though, or was it Charlie? No, it was, it was Fleur and Charlie. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um. E- Either way, at Fleur and Charlie's or Fleur and whoever's the Weasley. I'm going to get so much hate for that. <laughs> uh, the 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 Weasley wedding, um, right after everything was all nice and fun, and then Harry had some weird freak out scene in there. Like it was kind of a weird, like oh, that was awkward because I think that's where he met Batilda Bagshot, who at that time was Nagini, as as Batilda, but also really weird. Um, but that's where the letter came in from the Ministry of Magic that said the Ministry has fallen; they are coming, and that part that part terrified yeah. the shit out of me. Just the way that they did it, they're like they're coming, and everybody's like, you can see the fear in everybody's eyes, just like, oh shit, it's going down right now. Like in Magic World, there's no time to prepare; it is happening now yeah. because they can just appear right now, and then right after it said they are coming. They came and they were there. They were fighting right then and yeah, there. Yeah, it was intense. Like I was it, like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine how much more uh, powerful that scene could be in a in a television show. But you'd have more time to prepare. You have more time to build up for that. So maybe it's more powerful, but maybe it's not because there's special effects and because of the the pacing of the movie. You know, plays some part. In, I don't know, but it'd be really interesting to see that scene in. A television-wise, you know, area thing. Yeah, I, I wonder. You know, one thing about Game of Thrones is, as basically, that's the best example of a successful fantasy TV show. Fantasy yeah. TV show, right? Um, they, they went beyond the book, so you didn't actually know what was going to happen. Yeah, and I feel like a director is not going to tolerate being told how the story needs to go. Yep. And the episodes, they would make small changes that they don't think are important, but they would ripple. Yeah. Those changes would be like, well, wait a minute, that guy didn't die there. So they can't be dead. Yeah. And you're like, and and the Harry Potter universe is serious about their, their continuity and everything. Yeah. I mean, the books have been out for 20 years now, I think. And people are still finding out things about this. Um, yeah. I just found out something the other day that um, apparently Voldemort killed uh, Grindelwald. I didn't know that. He asked where the Elder Wand was. Grindelwald refused to tell him, and he just killed him. And I was like, what the shit? I'm just now learning this? Like, hmm. 
it's crazy. Um, and there's there's always some stuff like. Well, that's the only way he could, he could get the Elder Wand, right? Yeah, but by that time, Dumbledore already had it because he'd already defeated Grindelwald in battle. Yeah. So it's. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like that's yeah. So he's like, if, even if he does have the Elder Wand, I need to defeat him. So I'm just going to kill him. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but there's you know there's other things too. Um, they never really went, and I don't know how often you and I talk about this. Um, there is a group in the Harry Potter universe that I am very fond of that they never talk about. I mean, they have to talk about in the books all the time because of Hermione, but in the movies they Dentists. barely mention it. And it's Spew. Oh, not dentists. No. Spew, if you don't remember, um, it's the Society or um, Society Protection of Elvish. Uh, or <laughs> yeah. Um, the, hold on. This is going to bother me if I don't actually know. Yeah, it. Um, I do know Spew. I just forgot what it stood for. Let's see. Um, but yeah, she gives, she becomes this kind of like weird... Um, activist, <laughs> active, yeah, activist. <laughs> I, I thought that was cool. Uh, the uh, Society for the Promotion of Elfish Warfare, because well, Dob- Dobby was a house elf. Welfare, yeah, welfare. Okay, yeah. Um, and I always thought that, that was a super fun part that you know J.K. added into the book to be like, look, even the little things here matter to people. And Hermione, you know, house elves matter to her. Would other people think, you know, as slaves, whatever, because how's elves were thought of as slaves? I don't remember. How did he get uh, his house his house elf, Dobby? How did that? So Dobby was the Malfoy's house elf just but generationally. It was just oh, in the family. So he had tripped. And then to, to get so rid Dobby of it. Dobby just started hanging out because he, cause he'd given him a... Uh, a sock inside yeah. the book and then yeah and so dobby ended up working in the kitchen for hogwarts i believe yeah okay um i just couldn't remember why dobby was hanging around causing trouble for harry um but it was because he was trying to thank trying him. To save him he yeah. was trying to, you know help him but that by helping by hurting him i guess is the worst way but again another thing like that could be a whole 15 minute scene in uh a television show Showing, like, you know, that there's more than just Dobby the house elf yeah. or a creature the house elf. There's a ton of them. Uh, who do you think makes the food in Hogwarts Castle? Yes, it's magic, but it still has to be made. So the house elves make the, make the food. So, I don't know. It's, it'd be cool to see some of these things come to life um, that were missed. And then, um, while we were on it, we were talking about this. We can actually correlate this in a little bit. Um, there is uh, some parts maybe several parts that the movie did better than the book in this one. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to say that because it almost never happens ever. There's always the book was better. The book was always better. And yes, in Harry Potter's case, all the books were better than movies, but there were specific parts of the movie that the, the movie did better than the book did. And one of my favorite examples is Hedwig Hedwig's death scene. When it was, Almost as equally upsetting to me as Dobby's death scene was. Um, Hedwig, in the book, took a stray spell that just was shot out randomly and got hit by a killing curse and just died. In the movie, a killing curse was shot at uh, Harry and Hedwig intercepted on purpose, sacrificed herself to Mm -hmm. save Harry. Which, to me, 
made that scene even more emotional for me because it wasn't just like, oh, she died. Oh, that sucks. But like she killed herself to save Harry. Holy shit. Like this scene just got crazier. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that the visual can make a lot of those scenes more emotionally yeah. intense than than the books. And like I, the the other scene I just talked about, the uh, the ministry has fallen, they are coming. Yeah, did not have the same effect on me in the no. book as it did in the movie. Like I still get chills. I'm almost thirty four years old, and I still get chills from it. What I think is the you know in a movie, the it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, you have no control. You can't pause. You can't stop. It's just go when you're in a the theater. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when yeah. you're at home, you can pause and go get some food or whatever. Right, by that but, time, you've already seen it at least once. Yeah. Right? Um, but in with a book, for me, I I read a chapter or two. I put it down. Yeah. I read a chapter or two and I put it down. And most of the Harry Potter books I actually read in a weekend. So it's not those aren't great examples. <laughs> I but, think- any Harry Potter fan did. Yeah. As I know, I, I was like, I'm going to make it a goal to finish um, the book seven in like two days. And I did. I yeah. finished it in two days. Yeah. Um, but I think like, even like you go back to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the, like the food, the feasts. Yeah. Was so epic in the movies. Oh yeah. And I did not care at all in the <laughs> books. I just, I couldn't appreciate it. Yeah. And that's another thing they could have done um, in, in the television show. So Quirrell um, obviously had Voldemort leeching off of him under that turban. How did he get there? I mean, I know they explain in the books a little bit, but their show would be able to explore that more. Like, how did Voldemort crawl into Quirrell's head and stay there? Yeah. It, that'd be cool to see. Yep. yep. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's some good and there's some bad for it being a show versus a movie. So... Um a different question that we didn't ask and we didn't talk about in the title of the thing that made people click on it. But <laughs> um, do you think they could do one now? I think if they did one now, it would be even more successful than the movies would. Really? You, you think people would tolerate replacing the actors? Maybe not replacing them. I feel like they would have to come back. And that would be, uh, they've de-aged in Marvel before. There's no okay. way they're de-aging those people <laughs> to six years old. That would be like, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't <laughs> accept that we, when I look at Hermione as six years old and she's actually a 28-year-old girl, <laughs> am I supposed to find her cute or not cute? <laughs> like I'm oddly, I don't know what to think. I don't know. Um, we no. already know that wouldn't work. For, uh, it wouldn't work. It would most definitely not work because <laughs> of what's going on with um, Avengers right now. The Avengers video game is getting a bunch of shit for not using the Avengers actors. Yeah. Uh, and, well, Avengers actors' likenesses. What? And the Will Smith movie that just came out where they de-aged Will Smith to be his younger clone totally flopped. (laughs) Well, there was other reasons I think it flopped. Not just, I mean, maybe that is one of the reasons. Well, Um, there there were lines in CG. They said, it said it was great. It looks great. Yeah. But it ruined something. Interesting. Um, Yeah, it was 120 frames per second and no theater can actually show 120 frames per second. But so when you you watch in a theater that, that supports, say, 48 it looks hyper real. So it's like seeing a window and people on the other side of that window. And it's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. And like people don't like it. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think you could de just six years old. <laughs> uh, is six year old too young? Or are they, are they eight? I don't know. how. No, old so I think you get your first letter at oh, 11. 
If I they remember. looked six. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, they might have been six. So I don't know. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I, I personally want to see it. Yeah. I think it could still work using different actors. If they, if people know, like, obviously, you know, we can't use Daniel Radcliffe because he's 30 something years old now. He will not make a good 11 year old. Yeah. If they make him a, another actor a teacher. Yeah. Then it will be this like Easter egg. Yeah. Of like, Hey, yeah. Like, because think about it. Um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was in 2001. Yep. So people who were born in 2001 just turned 18 or 19. Yeah. Depending on their age. Yep. Yeah. So those people did not see that old movie. It's an old movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it is an old movie for them. <laughs> so for them, uh, Half the casting's already done if you did this, though. Yeah. Because you'd have uh, Emma... Oh, my God. Um, Emma Watson come back as Professor McGonagall. You'd have... She's not that old. <laughs> well, but, she, I mean, you could, you could kind of go either way with it. Maybe you could age her. And <laughs> you'd have Daniel Radcliffe come back as Snape. Actually, um, he em- could be Snape. I think Emma Watson would probably make a really good Trelawney. Yeah, Professor Trelawney. Yeah, um, you can totally. Bring, yeah, yeah, totally. You can even if you, if you <laughs> did not make um, Neville the what was his name? Um, damn it, I knew the actor's name too. If you didn't make him the herbology teacher, then you're doing something wrong. Because yeah. that would be the best Easter egg of all time. Yeah, I I think man, people would get excited. Yeah, people would people would be super hyped. They would go from man, like, oh, I hate this. They don't. We don't need this yet. It's it's been. 20 years people it's been that's a long time i'd also like to point out that harry potter has created verbs um i don't know if you've ever heard the term of a a long long bottoming no i have not heard that you haven't heard that one so matthew lewis is his name neville longbottom yeah the actor uh it is when a and i'm trying to put this as nice as i can matthew lewis if you're listening i'm sorry when you take a really weird looking kid and when they go through puberty, they are all of a sudden madly attractive. <laughs> they call that long bottom. Did he make his own his own <laughs> no, phrase? No, his people, own verb? people who said that they were like, because I heard it over a conversation once. They were like, "Did you see what he looks like now? He long bottomed." And I was like, "What? <laughs> Did you just say he long bottomed?" Like, apparently, it's a thing. I feel like he started that like verb, yeah, and it somehow <laughs> caught on. He's Good like, "Watch, him. I'm going to get the oh god, it actually caught on." Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, having Matthew Lewis as the herbology teacher would be amazing. Emma Watson as Trelawney. Um, having a, a half of these, uh, you can even have um, Rubius Hagrid come back as somebody because he played. He could be Hagrid. Well, just he have could, him be Hagrid again. Yeah, he could, he could be Hagrid. He might even be able to be Dumbledore, maybe because you. I think about it like this: he was made to look like a giant. The actor that plays him is not a giant. No, no, no. He's actually five foot six. Uh, I think he's uh, slightly above average height, but not six foot nine. Hmm. Um. You know why we <laughs> now we both have to look it up. So he was he was six foot one when he was played by Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, and he was six foot ten when played by Martin Bayfield. Who's that? I don't know who Martin Bayfield is. I know Robbie Coltrane because Robbie Coltrane was also in In Bruges, um, hmm. which is a assassin movie that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, Robbie Coltrane. So six one is not uh, madly tall. I mean, he's kind of tall. But no, I guess if if he, but Dumbledore is also tall. 
tall and thin. Yeah. And again, I think there is a lot. Robbie Coltrane can look thin, I think, because um, he was made to look heavy in the hmm. movie. If you guys go look up Robbie Coltrane, you you might see what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that works. Uh, that works. He's he's pretty thin, um, especially when standing next to yeah. a massive massive guy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, like, sorry, wait. Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> uh, Ray Fine. Ray, Ray Fine played um, uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, that big. That's what. Let me see this. This is no Ralph Fiennes. No, Ray Fines is on the right, and uh, Robbie Coltrane is on the left. That's that's Hagrid on the left. He is a big guy. No, he's too big. Then he can't yeah. be Dumbledore. <laughs> they didn't say Dumbledore had to be thin. I mean, you eat uh, at the Hogwarts castle for fifty years, and you see what happens. I guess. <laughs> well, it is magical food too. So who even knows now? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, so overall, yeah, you think you could see it as a television series? Man, I would watch it. I would watch it. For would sure. you watch it if it was on Disney Plus? <laughs> Because they don't own everything else, right? If anything, it'd probably have to be... Who Who made... Um, I forgot who made Harry Potter. Was it WB? Harry Potter? No, yeah. It no, was it's, WB. Oh, it's Universal, because it's at Universal. What? No, but they just have rights oh, to it. Oh, the, yeah, they do. I think it's WB, because I, I remember it's, it's that dark... Yeah, the WB logo at the beginning yeah. of every one that gets progressively darker every, uh, every movie. And, and actually, in the sixth and seventh movie, it becomes cracked and... I thought that was pretty But cool. you can't watch Harry Potter on the DC Universe. <laughs> um, or whatever, the DC Infinity or whatever it's called. Which I does people don't even talk about anymore. Is it even a thing anymore? Uh, they they renewed everything at, at San Diego Comic-Con. They said like, hey, we're having another season of this. Yeah. So, Swamp Thing, I think, got canceled before yeah. it even like went live. Um, so we are going to have another season of Titans. And, I think it's, And Doom Patrol, right? And maybe Doom, maybe Doom Patrol. I think it's dead, though. I it's think, dead. Yeah. There's literally nobody talking about it. And that's because it's completely dwarfed by Disney Plus coming out. Yeah. Uh, it might have been a better time to do it a year or two before it actually came out to try and build up a little bit more. But the time it came out now and with Disney Plus announcing, like when Disney Plus was announced, the DC Universe just disappeared. Nobody even talks about it anymore. So another thing DC needs to play the bagpipes for. <laughs> but yes, um, so all in all, I think it would make a super cool television show. It'd have to use, like, my only requirements is if you're going to use new actors, then you have to bring the old back- actors back if they want to. Yeah. And put them in cameos or special parts. Uh, you know what? Just thinking about it right now, you know who I... <laughs> You know who uh, Daniel Radcliffe could play instead of Snape? He could play Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> He's so weird. Yeah, I know. That's He did Swiss Army Man. He can do Lockhart, okay? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, he could be Voldemort. Yeah. Because he can go dark. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. So if you guys are listening, let us know um, the casting, I think. That's what yeah. I want. First of all, let us know if you think it would also survive as a television show. But if you're going to cast a television show and use the actors for cameos, who would they play? I'm curious to see what people come up with. Yeah. Um, And on that note, I think we are done. All right. So like the seventh book, we are just going to say uh, the end. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.